service of morning prayer begins on page 3 of the Book of Common Prayer. Thus saith the High and Lofty One that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is Holy. I dwell in the high and holy place, with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit, to revive the spirit of the humble, and revive the heart of the contrite ones. Continuing on on page 7. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. For the Venite, we'll do Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, it is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Morning Psalm is Psalm 90 that begins on page 453. Lord, thou hast been our refuge from one generation to another. Before the mountains were brought forth, or even the earth and the world were made, thou art God from everlasting and world without end. Thou turnest man to destruction. Again thou sayest, Come again, ye children of men. For a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday when it is past, and as a watch in the night. As soon as thou scatterest them, they are even as asleep, and fade away suddenly like the grass. In the morning it is green and groweth up, but in the evening it is cut down, dried up, and withered. For we consume away in thy displeasure, and are afraid at thy wrathful indignation. Thou hast set our misdeeds before thee, and our secret sins in the light of thy countenance. For when thou art angry, all our days are gone. We bring our years to an end, as it were a tale that is told. The days of our age are threescore years and ten, and though men be so strong they may come to fourscore years, yet is their strength then but labor and sorrow. So soon passeth it away, and we are gone. But who regardeth the power of thy wrath, or feareth the right thy indignation? So teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. 
Turn thee again, O Lord, at the last, and be gracious unto thy servants. O satisfy us with thy mercy, and that soon, so shall we rejoice and be glad all the days of our life. Comfort us again now after the time that thou hast plagued us, and for the years wherein we have suffered adversity. Show thy servants thy work, and their children thy glory. And the glorious majesty of the Lord our God be upon us. Prosper thou the work of our hands upon us, O prosper thou our handiwork. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fifteenth chapter of the book of First Samuel. Samuel also said to Saul, The Lord sent me to anoint you king over his people over Israel. Now therefore heed the voice of the words of the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, I will punish Amalek for what he for what he did to Israel, how he ambushed him on the way when he came up from Egypt. Now go and attack Amalek, and utterly destroy all that they have, and do not spare them, but kill both man and woman, infant and nursing child, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. So Saul gathered the people together and numbered them in Telaim, two hundred thousand foot soldiers, and ten thousand men of Judah. And Saul came to a city of Amalek, and lay in wait in the valley. Then Saul said to the Canaanites, Go, depart, get down from among the Amalites, Am Amalekites, lest I destroy you with them. For you showed kindness to all the children of Israel when they came up out of Egypt. So the Canaanites departed from among the Am Amalekites. And Saul attacked the Amalekites from Havilah all the way to Shur, which is east of Egypt. He also took Agag, king of the Amalekites, alive, and utterly destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword. But Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep, the oxen, the fatlings, the lambs, and all that was good, and were unwilling to utterly destroy them, but everything despised and worthless that they utterly destroyed. Now the king of the Lord came to Samuel, saying, I greatly regret that I have set up Saul as king, for he has turned back from, the follow, from following me and has not performed my commandments. And it grieved Samuel, and he cried out to the Lord all night. So when Samuel rose early in the morning to meet Saul, it was told Samuel, saying, Saul went to Carmel, and indeed he set up a monument for himself, and he has gone on around, passed by, and gone down to Gilgal. Then Samuel went to Saul and said, and Saul said to him, Blessed are you of the Lord. I have performed the commandment of the Lord. But Samuel said, What then is this bleeding of sheep in my ears and the lowing of the oxen which I hear? And Saul said, They have brought them from the Amalekites, for the people spared the best of the sheep and the oxen to sacrifice to the Lord your God, and the rest we have utterly destroyed. Then Samuel said to Saul, Be quiet. I will tell you what the Lord said to me last night. And he said to him, Speak on. So Samuel said, When you were little in your own eyes, were you not head of the tribes of Israel? And did not the Lord anoint you king over Israel? Now the Lord sent you on a mission and said, Go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are consumed. Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Why did you swoop down on the spoil and do evil in the sight of the Lord. And Saul said to Samuel, 
But I have obeyed the voice of the Lord and gone on a mission on which the Lord sent me and brought back Agog, the king of of Amalek, and I have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. But the people took of the plunder, sheep and oxen, the best of the things which should have been utterly destroyed to sacrifice the Lord your God in Gilgal. So Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as, as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is an iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you from being king. Then Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandments of the Lord and your words, because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. Now therefore, please pardon my sin and return with me that I may worship the Lord. But Samuel said to Saul, I will not return with you, for you have rejected the word of the Lord. And the Lord has rejected you from being king over Israel. And as Samuel turned around to go away, Saul seized the edge of his robe and tore it. So Samuel said to him, The Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you today and has given it to a neighbor of yours who is better than you. And also the strength of Israel will not lie nor relent, for he is not a man that he should relent. And then he said, I have sinned, yet honor me now, please, before the elders of my people and before Israel and return with me, that I may worship the Lord your God. So Samuel turns back after Saul, and Saul worships the Lord. Then Samuel said, Bring Agog, king of the Malachites, here to me. So Agog came to him cautiously, and Agog said, Surely the bitterness of death is past. But Samuel said, As your sword has made women childless, so shall your mother be childless among women. And Samuel hacked Agog into pieces before the Lord in Gilgal. Then Samuel went to Ramah, and and Saul went up to his house at Gilbert of Saul. And Samuel went no more to see Saul until the day of his death. Nevertheless, Samuel mourned for Saul, and the Lord regretted that he had made Saul king over Israel. Here endeth the first lesson. The Benedictus S on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 25th verse of the 14th chapter of Luke. Now great multitudes went with him, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it? 
lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, going to make war against another king, does not sit down first and consider whether he is able with ten thousand to meet him, who comes against him with twenty thousand? Or else, while the other is still a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks conditions of peace. So likewise, whoever of you, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. Salt is good, but if the salt has lost its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is neither fit for the land nor for the dunghill, but men throw it out. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Here endeth the second lesson. Together the Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. Third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Lord of all power and might, who art the author and giver of all good things, graft in our hearts the love of thy name. Increase in us true religion. Nourish us with all goodness. And of thy great mercy keep us in the same. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, send us thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, 
may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that to this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning. This morning's passage from Luke is Jesus teaching about the cost of discipleship. Since the object lesson seems to be the importance of persevering for the kingdom no matter what the cost, I'd like to review all today's readings with that focus in mind. I'll start with the first reading, Psalm 90, which is one of a small number of psalms, perhaps only two, that are attributed to Moses. Let me call attention to two themes of this psalm. First, the opening verses include these two reminders about the eternal, unchanging nature of God. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever the earth and the world were made, thou art God from everlasting and world without end. For a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday when it is past, and as a watch in the night. The psalm also reminds us that we are forever doing what is wrong in God's sight, the imperfect obedience of God's imperfect people. Since human beings are imperfect, some draw the conclusion that we don't even need to try. But the stories of the Old Testament judges and kings instead point to the importance of perseverance, of turning back to God and patiently trusting in the Lord and his promises. Moses, the author of this psalm, is of course the first of the judges of the tribes of Israel. Our Old Testament reading is from the first book of Samuel, named for the last of these judges. Moses is revered as one of the greatest leaders in the history of Israel, leading them out of slavery, mediating directly with God on their behalf, and holding the nation together during 40 years in the wilderness. Moses clearly finds favor with God throughout his life, but his disobedience in calling water from the rock in Numbers 20 means that he and his brother Aaron will never set foot in the Promised Land. Meanwhile, 16 days ago, we joined the first book of Samuel with the boy who would become the last and perhaps most faithful judge of Israel. Throughout his life, Samuel bears faithful witness to Eli, Saul, and then David about the need to always hear and obey the will of God. As the last of the judges, Samuel ushers in the era of the kings by anointing the first two kings of Israel. We've already seen that the first king, Saul, is perpetually anxious and unable to wait for God's promises to unfold on his time. Today's passage has God revealing to Samuel that he regrets making a king of Saul, a man is, who is so consistently disobedient. Saul, as today, Saul knows that he's made mistakes, but assumes that every time he is disobedient, he can, as with the pagan gods of the neighboring kingdoms, make a sacrifice to satisfy the wrath of the God of Israel. In verses 22 and 23 of today's reading, Samuel pronounces God's judgment on Saul and his understanding of obedience. Samuel said, as the Lord has great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, as in obeying the voice of the Lord, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the, of the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you from being king. God also has in mind, already has in mind a new king. On Thursday we heard... The Lord has sought for himself a man after his own heart. On Monday, we will continue to chapter 16 of 1 Samuel and we'll meet Saul's successor, David. 
Throughout the rest of the first and second books of Samuel, King David will reveal several notable failings as a ruler, father, and husband. Despite these various errors, David will demonstrate perseverance, repenting after each error and continuing to walk with God as the most consistently non-anxious presence of all the rulers of the kingdoms of Israel. Every year at this point in the liturgical calendar, we hear seven weeks of testimony to David's faithful obedience to the heart of God, ending with David's death at the beginning of Kings in the week after Trinity 15. This brings us, as the great 19th century hymn describes him, great David's greater son, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, Jesus of course, knows the will of the Father and is obedient to that will in a way that no mortal human being ever could be. I'll focus on the first two points made in today's reading from Luke's Gospel. In the first three verses, Jesus says that his disciples must put him first, ahead of everything, a point also made in Matthew 10. Of course, he is thinking about the opposition and martyrdom that they will face, as well as the coming fall of Jerusalem. In the next six verses, St. Luke alone extends this point when Jesus calls on his followers to calculate the cost before making such a big commitment, using as analogies a massive building project and a battle involving 30,000 soldiers. Each century of Christians since then have faced their own unique challenges. In our country, we face ever newer temptations from the world, the flesh, and the devil, while many Christian brothers and sisters elsewhere must persevere before a very real threat of martyrdom. Despite what postmodernists might want to believe, human nature is imperfectible and unchanging. Whether between the thousand years separating David and his greater son, or the nearly 2,000 years since Jesus walked the earth. We are who God made us, and more importantly, God and his desires for the human race are both eternal and immutable. We know what God wants from us. It's a relatively simple and unchanging message across scripture and recorded human history. We are called, as we heard two weeks ago in Luke 10, and every Sunday in Holy Communion, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. For these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. We now return to page 18 of the Book of Common Prayer. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace, and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. 
Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who art almost always more ready to hear than we to pray, and art wont to give more than either we desire or deserve, pour down upon us the abundance of thy mercy, for giving us those things whereof our consciences is, is, is afraid giving us those good things which we are not worthy to ask, but through the merits and mediation of Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Thank you to Brett for doing double duty this morning. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Joel. Bye-bye, everybody. Oh, we're thank you. Bye, I'm in Rome. Oh, thank you. Enjoy. Bye, everybody. Thank you.